1: The FT. There are a few things that make me feel grimmer than reading about happiness. In the past few years, an entire library of dismal titles on the subject has been published, including, in escalating order of duffness, Happier, The How of Happiness, Happiness Now, Delivering Happiness, Authentic Happiness, The Happiness Makeover, and Getting to Happy I used to think that getting to happy was not possible from reading a book, at least not if the subject of the book was happiness. I did get to happy recently when rereading the novel One Fat Englishman by Kingsley Amis, but that was about lechery, gluttony and sloth, so it didn't really count. However, last week I was sent a book about happiness that has left me feeling extraordinarily cheery, It's called Rush, Why You Need and Love the Rat Race, written by a blue-eyed Californian named Todd G. Butchholz, who was an economic advisor at the White House. Rush is different from the other happiness books that tell us to slow down, take stock, connect with a past moment when we were happy, invest in relationships, meditate, smile, do yoga, forgive and take up oil painting, a musical instrument, or God. These books make me feel wretched in two ways. First, because wondering whether I'm happy always ends in tears. And second, because such spiritual bossiness fills me with pointless doubts about my own wonderful life, which involves dashing about earning money, shouting at my family, shopping, and going to bed with Kingsley Amis. It is, therefore, a terrific relief to turn to Rush and find that the true path to happiness involves doing what most of us do all the time, whether we like it or not, work. Stress, he says, makes us happy. Competition is good. Without it, we wouldn't be just unhappy. We would have died out long ago. It doesn't make us selfish. It makes us cooperate. Retirement is bad, as it makes you stupid. Working weekends is fine, as it shows that you're needed which is all most of us want anyway. And earning lots of money is also all right because it is a sure sign that someone appreciates you. Best of all, from my point of view, given that my controlling tendencies are derided at least once a day at home, it is good to be a control freak. With control comes happiness. I found myself nodding so hard as I read all of this, full of awe at the bravery of extolling these virtues of capitalism, that I almost cricked my neck. But then I thought it was all very well for Mr Butchholz to have this view, as the rat race has served him rather well. In the inside back flap, he describes himself as an award-winning teacher at Harvard, a hedge fund managing director and a producer of a Broadway show, also described as award-winning. It's easier to see the joy of competition if you're the one getting the prizes. However, he isn't talking just about himself and deploys anthropology, economics and neuroscience in support of his thesis. Our frontal cortexes love it when we move forward. We get a surge of dopamine and serotonin when we take on a new task. We are bathed in warmer oxytocin as we chat to colleagues. When we succeed, we get a shot of beta endorphins, which are as good as cocaine. But I don't need to invoke my frontal lobe to know that he's right about me. I know I'm at my happiest when I'm working hard and well. This is because I find losing myself so much more rewarding than trying to find myself. And it's much easier to get lost in work than it is in the washing up. Working hard makes you feel better about yourself and after a prolonged period of hard slog you feel sufficiently virtuous to enjoy a bout of self-indulgence with the gayest abandon. Mr Butchholz is deliciously scornful of those who believe that sitting around campfires holding hands and singing Kumbaya leads to anything apart from sweatiness and possibly sootiness. He regards the new happiness gurus as not just soft in the head in their sentimental nostalgia for a lost Eden, but dangerous too. But now that he's shown me that I'm not a bad or shallow person to find happiness in making money, exerting control and competing, I'm more inclined to be condescendingly magnanimous about the happiness foibles of others. The fat Englishman may get off on fornication and fried chicken, while others might prefer slowing down, smiling all day and doing the downward dog in yoga class. The great thing about happiness is that there is no competition for it. The supply is perfectly elastic, so what floats anyone's boat is fine, so long as they desist from trying to rock mine. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.
0: Capital One has a fresh take on banking. Now you can open a new savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Banking with Capital One means five times the savings toward your dream honeymoon, or five times the savings toward your family's ultimate vacation, even five times the savings toward just feeling good about saving. It's time to make your savings goals come true. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One NA member FDIC.